0: This is Creativity in Music and Music Education, a conversation about music, learning, and the creative process with Richard Maxwell, a musician, producer, top 10 finalist, and three-time Grammy Foundation Music Educator of the Year nominee, creator of the nationally recognized Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at Arcadia High School. The Creativity in Music and Music Education podcast starts now.
1: Hey, everybody. Richard Maxwell here again for episode two of of the Creativity in Music and Music Education Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, uh, whether that is on iTunes or some other streaming or broadcast or whatever it might be. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate all the great feedback I got from uh, the first episode we, uh, we posted last week. Uh, it was just fantastic um, and really gratifying, and I really appreciate all the feedback on it. So thank you so very much. Um this week, a uh, bit of a shorter intro, because as you will soon hear, uh, this interview uh, went a good bit longer. Um, last week, I thought it was important. I wanted to give you at least a little bit of information about the program and what this creativity uh, program that I have at Arcadia High School is about, um, known uh, as the Creative Musical Arts and Sciences Program, or CMAS. Uh, and you can find out more about it at Um But anyway, uh, this week, um, since the first episode focused at least the interview part on new students and their very first day and kind of getting a sense for, you know, what interests them and what do they do and how all these things work, I thought it would be kind of fun to go the other direction uh, for the second episode. And so on Friday of last week, I'm recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so um, several days later, but last Friday I sat down with a senior, uh, a young lady by the name of Cameron Lizzyk, who's been in the program uh, for four years and has really become quite an integral part of of what we do in CMAS. In fact, actually, she's become an integral part of what goes on at the school in general. Uh, She's the president of the National Honor Society this year, for example, and all kinds Kinds of other stuff. Um, uh, just a, a wonderful talent and a wonderful person. But I thought it would be kind of fun to, you know, check in with a senior about how they're feeling about this upcoming year and what their goals might be. And and uh, as you will hear when Cameron and I get together and start talking about this stuff, uh, we both tend to talk a lot. Um, so this one goes a little bit longer than last week. But I think you'll find it pretty cool. Um, and Cameron's really good at articulating a lot of things um, in, a, in, a, in a pretty good and interesting way. Uh, we talk about, you know, her musical growth and her musical interests over the years and how they've changed and evolved um, and, and her own uh, skills as she's further developed them. Uh, we also talk about some things... Uh, what it's like to be a girl in the music industry, uh, an industry that is dominated still very much by by men. Um, maybe not so much you know, in pop stars and things like that, necessarily, but in terms of producers, in terms of of engineers and management and all that other stuff. Um, you know it is a bit of a boys club still. and and I think Cameron's got some interesting insights for somebody her age on on how to navigate all of that, which is which is pretty cool. Um, so anyway, Uh, This week's episode will will feature an interview for her, and if you want to find out at any time anything else about what I'm up to, you can always check out richardmaxwell.net and of course my students. Uh, The website for the program, the Creative Musical Arts and Sciences Program at Arcadia High School, again, is www.arcadiacmass.com. And again, I really hope you enjoy this. I hope you'll send me some feedback again. I hope you'll let me know what you want to cover. Um, And I hope you enjoy this. I hope you find this to be uh, helpful uh, out there and interesting and entertaining. And in just a second, here you'll uh, hear from Cameron Lizzyk. All right, so... Here we are. I am having a chat here with Cameron Lizzyk, and you are a senior this year. in Yes, CMS. this yeah. is
0: my fourth year in the program. Wow.
1: Has it really been four years?
0: I know. Uh, earlier today, even in class, you made a comment about, like, oh, all you freshmen, one day you're going to be seniors and, like, you'll understand everything. And I was like, wow, like, <laughs> that was me in that chair four years ago. Well,
1: that's good. So you do now understand everything.
0: No, no, not okay, even all right, close. Okay, but that's, yeah, right, fair enough. <laughs> but that's I'm okay. kinda like on the spectrum of not knowing anything and knowing some things, I'm kinda like closer to the middle than okay. I was before. Okay,
1: that's good. <laughs> that's 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 a step in the right direction, yeah. at least. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Um so let me ask you this. This is kind of the thing I like to ask everybody at the beginning of these. Um, right now, uh, what are you listening to? Not necessarily C mass music. I mean just what music are you just like keeps yeah. yeah, just what's showing up on your playlist that you're enjoying I, lately.
0: Like, I just discovered one of my new all time favorite bands, uh, Second Go, mm-hmm. which is some CMAS alumni. If you don't know of them, you should go check them out. They opened for a band called Save Face from mm-hmm. New Jersey, and they're like, Save Face is this alternative kind of pop rock band, and I'm obsessed. Like, I like them so much. They're so great.
1: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is there something about their style or their sound that is especially. Um, appealing, or is there something that they're doing that is it just because of the connection to, you know, your friends that used to be in the program that now have graduated and are oh, playing no, with like, them, or
0: it's weird because I'm one of those listeners where I can sit down and enjoy just about anything, but it's really rare for me to make an emotional connection to music. Not not rare, I should say, but it takes a lot for me to really, really feel in touch with something. Okay, that's and, fair. Yeah, like I have to listen to something a lot, or. I don't know.
1: So you don't necessarily, f- like, just because your friends are listening to it, you're not immediately going, oh, well, I'll definitely, that's my that's my thing now. Are you more skeptical? Is that a...
0: No, it's kind of like... More
1: refined? I mean, what's No, no, the- like,
0: it's, I mean, like, it's not sophisticated at all. Like, um, nothing to do like that. But when I listen to music... I listen as an observer and kind of from my own personal perspective. And the observer part of me is almost always like, oh, this is well produced and it sounds good and there's talent behind the performance. So I like this. It's okay. a good song. Right. But me, Cameron Lizick, who's listening to the music, it takes something very specific that I'm not really sure what it is for me to really latch on to something. Okay. And usually when I hear it, I just know it. So when I heard Safe Face, I just knew I liked them. Like I knew that they were good at what they did okay. as an observer but also just me listening to them i like i was immediately into it
1: interesting yeah. so let me and that's cool that's 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 kind of what you want i mean yeah. that's that's and i'm sure they're very happy to have you as a fan that you came to them as a fan from a very sort of musically pure place it yeah. just works for you mm-hmm. let me ask you this so y- your very first exposure to their music was Live, you saw. You had never heard any recordings. Nothing. Literally, just live, and you're just like, "Wow, I love this." Yeah. So let me ask you: Did you then later go back and find recordings of theirs and listen to them?
0: I actually bought their EP like while I was there. Okay,
1: (laughs) so so you're listening to the recording in your mind. You've got what this live performance was like. And it's a clearly, based on what you just described, when you latch on to a band under that circumstance or an artist, it's pretty significant of a moment for you. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm wondering, as you're then listening to the recording, you know, what, some days, hours, minutes, whatever it was, but after the live show, was there any, you know, like, how did you... Did it change anything? Did it add to it? Did it go, wait, I didn't realize that because it was you know, lost I've, in the moment?
0: I've definitely had that before. Because I really, I, it didn't happen with Save Face, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Right. There have been a lot of times where I've seen an artist live and the whole, sp- like, spectacle of the live show and just the energy of the show gets you really into it. And then you go back and you listen to a recording and you're like, hey, like, they're okay. <laughs> like They're all right. But, um... With Safe Face, like I like I said, I like them so much that I bought their E P while I was there and like listened to it on the way home. Like it was bad. <laughs> like I mean, like my, my infatuation oh. was bad, not well, the music. Okay,
1: fair <laughs> enough. Okay. I don't know if it's bad. I mean that's that's what you want. I mean, as yeah. an artist that's what you want. That's what they want. They're probably, you should literally, if you haven't yet, you should probably like, you know, message them on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you can on their website and be like, hey, I saw you in Phoenix and here's what happened. They, I guarantee you they're going to be happy yeah. about that.
0: And it's kind of funny you say that that's part of what's so appealing about this band to me is I find that the more I know about the members as human beings, the more into the music I am. Because I've always been so interested in my friend's music. Not what they were listening to, but what they were creating. Okay. And it's because when they sit down and they play a song, the emotion that they're feeling, I know what's causing them to feel it. Because as a friend or as someone close to them, I know what's going on in their lives. And it hits me so much harder because, like, as a friend, I empathize for them and I, I can see where that emotion is coming from. And... In a, in a less direct way, when I know more about band members and I kind of learn about their stories, like where they're from and like where they went to high school, things like that, or just listen to interviews to learn more about them as people, I feel this weird one-way connection with them because I feel like I know them even though they don't know me, and then when they release new music or I listen to things they've written i can I can empathize with them more, okay, and it means more to me then
1: okay that makes that makes sense so let me let's let me um let me ask you a couple questions about about sort of your evolving role in the program and what you've done here and stuff um, because I think that you know um, you know when I talk to first year students who are, and they're awesome don't get me wrong, I mean they're fantastic, but there's a lot of sort of wide-eyed kind of oh my goodness and trying to figure it out and you know and
0: that was me (laughs)
1: yeah but then over time things start to sort of I don't know normalize necessarily but but there's kind of like a a sense of you know there's a logic behind it I guess maybe you can almost say so I'm wondering if you can think back that far to kind of how you feel like you evolved through what we do here. And, and maybe with that, um, you know, to be here four years is a very flattering thing to me. Yeah, because course. you but because but, you don't need to be here four years. I mean, you don't even need to be here one year because there's so many <laughs> options for you. You know, so what I guess I'm wondering, you know, how does that.
0: Like what keeps me coming back? Kind yeah, of.
1: and like like why is it worth it? I mean, what what yeah. for you? What why is it worth it?
0: I like this question because every year in CMAS has been such a like wildly different experience for me, and obviously my first year that was my first experience, and that's what brought me back for the second year, and the second year was its own new crazy adventure that brought me back for the third, and now I'm here again for senior year, but. Yeah, as a freshman, there was definitely kind of this magic to everything because I didn't understand it and I didn't know anything about writing music. I'd never performed my own music. So all of that was just this other world that I kind of wanted to step into. And then once you're once you're part of that, like once you break into that, the magic fades. But but it's a good feeling in a way, because then you feel like, I don't know. When you're on the outside looking in, it seems like this really magical thing, but this untouchable thing. And once you're there, even though you're not feeling the magic, you know you're creating that feeling for other people. Okay. And so, like, being in CMAS, I just feel like, I don't know, I'm in this position to create music. And I know that's such, like, like, it's a boring answer.
1: (laughs) No, not at all. Well, not to me. I mean, maybe, (laughs) you know, who knows. Well, okay, let me ask you it this way then. So... So you come in as a freshman and you're kind of like, wow, and there's all these options and all these opportunities and da da da. But you also consciously at some point and maybe that's just inherent in your personality, I don't know. Um, you know, but at some point you have to decide, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and actually experience this because, you know, as yeah, you yeah, know, you know, we don't, you know, nobody gets forced to do anything here, right? You know, oh, we yeah. don't requ- that. that idea of required is a very odd term to apply in this program you know all the performances but you don't have to do any of them They're, they're there as opportunities you've done a lot of them at some point in that freshman year and I'm trying to think back
0: yeah yeah of course you
1: know how that all transpired but at some point you went from I'm new and uncertain to I'll give this a shot and I guess I'm wondering if you can recall it what was the impetus great or small yeah
0: Uh, I might have a more unique experience in that sense a lot of people come to this program because they want to perform and I joined this program hear me out because I didn't want (laughs) to perform like
1: well that's ironic yeah like somewhere
0: (laughs) somewhere in middle school I developed this really like I, I don't know if I can call it a phobia but it was just about there of performing and even something as simple as raising my hand and speaking in class would give me like heart. Well, I fluttering, remember, yeah. you,
1: you know, I know we're getting to when this first happened, but I remember like the hyperventilating camera. Oh I my remember God,
0: yeah. the like, sort of. Even like, simple things like just the idea of being in front of people or being viewed by people in any way, musically or not, terrified me. And I hated it. Like, I hated that aspect of my personality and my plans for my life and that fear of being in front of people just, like, they didn't mix. I was like, okay, I got to fix this. Okay. And I'd always loved music, so I thought I could use music as a platform to get past that fear. So my freshman year, I joined CMASS and also theater, but, like, both of those two performance-based classes with the intention of getting past that fear. Okay. And
1: That's pretty self-aware for...
0: For, you like, know, a 14-year-old. Yeah, year old. for yeah. 14,
1: 15 years old. That's pretty yeah. amazing, actually, <laughs> in that regard.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's like I've never liked not being able to do something. Right. Like, sometimes I'll do something just because I can't do it and okay. I, I want that's, to. <laughs> that's
1: fair. I mean, and, you know, and obviously now and I think people can hear in your tone and your delivery, clearly that's long gone, that fear. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, you... And,
0: like, I have to, like, completely attribute CMAS to that because... I've never considered myself a performer. Like, I know you're sitting there, like, irritated because that's something I've said to you. No, not at all. I don't.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm not irritated at all. I just, I actually, funny, amused yeah. might be a more accurate word because I do know you and I have seen yeah. that evolution, and it is sort of, it's, it is kind of almost comical to me to think back. Like I said, I mean, I can remember those first couple of gigs for you. And you were like, "I'm going up on stage." And I remember we talked. We did like we had like breathing exercises. Yeah, no, my freshman year, I remember that. Like these like meditation (laughs) things, almost of like how do you? get I am
0: breathing in. Yeah, (laughs) I am breathing out. But it worked. It worked.
1: It did work. And 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 to me, that's very interesting to see because now you have this sort of air of confidence that's not arrogant, but just okay. Let's go do this. Yeah. The world will not cave in on me.
0: I think somewhere somewhere along that progression of performing more, I started to find a, like a real enjoyment of it because it's, you, it's really impossible to enjoy something when it makes you feel sick. And okay. performing, as much as I wanted to connect to my audience and I wanted to express my emotions through my music, when I was up there and I felt sick on stage, like it's really hard to enjoy that, even if the audience enjoyed it. Even okay. if you tell, even if people tell you, like, "Oh, you did great," you're like, "Oh, well, I felt, I felt so nervous doing that that it didn't right. feel
1: great." Right. Okay, that makes sense. So, so let me let's 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 take this another step further. So we were talking about this sort of the initial sort of okay, I'm going to do this because I need to address this or change right. it for whatever. And then I know that you, you kind of started out in sort of you know you were a, um, not a. Backing musician, but you were—I
0: was a bass player. You, you were a
1: bass player, which yeah. is fine. Well, and you can be a front, you know, bass player too. But but my point is, is that you were you started out, you know, essentially performing with other students in their music, right? And and actually doing pretty well with that, you know. So you know, and I know you know in a, in a bunch of different groups that we had in different things. But there was another shift that happened fairly recently in that evolution, and I'm wondering yeah. if you want to maybe address that. that, was- that yeah.
0: That was kind of the final piece in the puzzle. I sh- I suppose I should clarify for any listeners okay. who obviously don't know me and don't know this story. But I came into like CMAS as a freshman. I didn't play any instruments. I wasn't a vocalist. And during that year, I picked up bass. And I purposely chose bass because it wasn't a flashy instrument. And I thought, okay, this way I can perform and I can be on stage without everyone staring at me. Because I I kind of need to wade into this. And I really developed a love for bass and I really was like, wow, like I actually really enjoyed doing this, like the rhythm and the melody all combined. But anyway, from there, I still was terrified of being the focus of a musical performance because I kind of found this comfort in being like on the side, like being okay. on stage but still right. being kind of on the right, side. Right, right,
1: right, right, right. And obviously, our listeners can't can't see you, but you're you're pretty small, and the bass is <laughs> yeah, like a nice shield. Yeah, I'm pretty shield. tiny. <laughs> I mean, it's like a nice shield. I, I can remember. I mean, to be fair, you know, I I loved playing drums in bands very much for the same reason. Yeah. Because you can hide behind them. I. It's fantastic I've... as a as a gate to block out. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah, my freshman year, like seeing Jasmine Kingston perform. Standing on stage with nothing but a vocal mic and singing, I was like, I don't know how she does that. <laughs> I can't even get on stage hiding behind like an instrument.
1: Right, 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 right. Okay.
0: Yeah. But so, yeah, to, sorry to, no, to no, answer no, no, your no, you're question. Good, you're good. So, my ultimate goal throughout all of this, freshman, sophomore, junior year, was to sing and to sing one of my own songs because I've always had a fear of being on stage, but I've had a phobia of singing like I have I've woken up from nightmares about singing in front of people like it was yeah Wow. so I knew that like I'd never be able to say that I conquered like my fear unless I sang in front of people and I also didn't think I'd ever like after having conversations with you I didn't think that my stage fright or whatever you want to call it would ever be dissipated until I like tried that, that last final thing So last year, you encouraged me throughout. Well, you've been you've been encouraging me obviously since since uh, freshman year, but you really gave me that extra boost last year. I was
1: pretty obnoxious about it. I think in retrospect, I was giving you a hard time for a while there. Yeah, (laughs) to do this, but
0: (laughs) you were like Cameron, you need to sing because I think as like an instructor, we'd heard like little
1: snippets every now and then. It was like you would forget that we weren't supposed to hear you sing, and so we would hear like little tiny bits and pieces of. Cameron's singing voice. Oh, God. And so, but no, but I mean, it was kind of like, you know, okay, so we know it's there.
0: Yeah, the desire had always been there.
1: Right, right. The
0: ability has never been there. Well, I,
1: I'm just saying, I, well, I don't, that, that's my point though. I think it has been. I don't really think I had anything to do with that. I think we were just, tr- we had to just kind of finally get to a point where you were like, yeah. You know, even if it was just to get me to leave you alone, I don't, and I suppose no, that I, that's a reasonable thing.
0: I had always, always wanted to do it, but I, I didn't have enough confidence to do it without uh, a lot of encouragement. And it took, obviously, as you know, a lot of encouragement. But finally, Songwriter Night, the last performance of uh, the year, my junior year last year. Like, I finally played my own song, just me on guitar, and I sang, and it was such a releasing feeling. (laughs) Like, I really, really had felt like this weight had been lifted off my chest, because even though my voice was shaking and my hands were shaking, and I'm sure it was not...
1: No, it was pretty good. (laughs) I was there. I mean, and, and, well, and you got the audience response was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. In an ironic way, I do think my nervousness was kind of touching to some people. Sure, okay. Because, like, I don't know, at least for my mom, she was like, oh, I could tell you were nervous <laughs> as a mother. Like, right,
1: right, right, right. <laughs> but there were a lot of people there who didn't know you. Yeah. But I think just liked the idea of, okay, we're getting to see for the first time this person's going to take this additional step. It,
0: it was definitely a really, it was definitely very vulnerable for mm-hmm. me. And people might have been, uncomfortable they might have been proud of that but it definitely got an audience reaction yeah
1: did it help and i know this this will forgive me it'll sound a little silly at first but we've talked about this in class you know when you perform say on our sound stage you the audience is right there in front of you and and it's kind of an intimate venue which is cool because it allows you like a more direct connection and you don't have to have a thousand people in the room to feel like there's an audience and, and and everything else but songwriter night when we partner with you know the technical theater program and we've got all the lights and everything else you know you you really can very easily look out on that off of that stage and not see that sea of people and it kind of almost creates like i'm wondering was that cuz i remember yeah. you had, you did the song live in class like the week <laughs> before or yeah, whatever I,
0: so and do you want me to? Explain yeah, you really this?
1: do have to disclose that because that was all right. So like both cool and funny. Yeah,
0: if you don't know how we do things here in CMAS, uh, we write songs and or we do projects in class. And this last year, it was implemented that we could kind of pick what we wanted to focus on, and I chose performing. And each step of the process kind of gets you closer to that end goal. So one of the steps in that process was performing for the class before before doing a more major performance like Songwriters Night. And it was my first performance ever. <laughs> and even though it was just my classmates and we were just in the master room, it was like 25 And keep in mind,
1: you'd known all these people all year, if and some of them for, for much longer.
0: Yeah, it was all people I knew and all right. people that were really nice and I was comfortable around. But I could not stand the idea of their eyes on me while I was performing, so I made everyone pick up their chairs <laughs> and turn around, <laughs> and me it, included it,
1: too. As I recall. no, uh, uh-uh, uh, Maxwell, yeah, you yeah. watched.
0: I saw. I you. I did,
1: but you at least told me I should I, turn around. So I
0: requested it. and it Was I, refused. You, you
1: were. That's fair. that's fair. But I, you know, I had to make sure that I don't
0: know. No, it's that's actually kind of funny though, because I like on top of having everyone turn around i still played the entire song with my eyes closed i was about
1: to say did it really matter cuz you had your <laughs> eyes closed the whole time
0: but i opened them at one point and maxwell you had the cheesiest <laughs> dad grin like yes. you were i could tell you were so happy <laughs> i was
1: very happy and it sounded great and it was kind of you know there was cuz sometimes i mean to be honest with you like even with somebody like you who i've known for so long now and and i've seen this evolution and and all the amazing things that you can do it's it there's like this part of you as the teacher that goes i'm going to encourage this student and i'm 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 sure this is going to work out (laughs) but it's possible that you know some crazy thing happens in the middle of it and you're wrong so there was part of me as you were starting you know not not very like like one tenth of one tenth of one tenth of one percent but that's thinking "Uh uh-oh was this you know? Did yeah. I push too hard? Did <laughs> Is I? Is she gonna break it, down? Yeah, Is she this, gonna cry? It, yeah, it's like an emotional collapse, and then everything's you know. Well,
0: that's what happened after Songwriters Night. Like, really? After I got off stage, um, like Isaac, one, another kid from the program, right. if you don't know, like I hugged him because he was the closest human being that <laughs> I could hug, and I just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like two steps off stage.
1: That's funny. That's but, funny.
0: But it wasn't like. It wasn't regret that like, right. I was just crying because I did something that I never thought I could do. And okay. even though I wasn't, I wasn't completely happy with the performance. In fact, I don't think it was very good, but
1: that's debatable, but <laughs> we'll, just like, we'll skip that.
0: it was just like all my life. I never, ever, ever thought I could do something like that and good, bad or ugly, whatever it was, I did it. And it was just such a, it was such a personal victory for me. Well, that's
1: cool. And that's, that's what it should be. I mean, at the end of the day, clearly we moved that forward and now things are, you know, I mean, you're also, but you're also president of the school's national honors. I mean, you've taken on some pretty serious roles that you're going to have to be up in front of people. Yeah, You know, like pretty directly.
0: I'd really like to do like a speech when I graduate, like at graduation. You should. Because to me, that would like be the, it would be like the, I don't as know, like the bow on the As long as you spend most present. of the
1: time talking about me, I think, <laughs> think that would be <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So
0: guess what? <laughs> e mass is up to you today. I'll just no, promo. No,
1: actually, you probably should do the exact opposite of that. But well, let me. Okay, so let me ask you. Um, I just have a couple other questions. Yeah, um, go for I'm it. I'm curious. Ta- um, I,
0: like I shouldn't have been talking this. long. No, are you kidding? This is great. <laughs>
1: this is what this is. This is exactly what I want these 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 interviews to be. And I really appreciate you being the second yes, um, interview that we've done for this. But um, I actually do have a couple of questions related to um, how how things have have worked um, for you. Uh, over the years which is that you know you talked a lot about the the um the writing music part yeah. which you've done a ton of and and how that evolved from your performance issues into performance like ac- per- that performance accomplishments if you will mm-hmm. but i also know and and you have a significant role in this program for the last several years behind the scenes on that production side of things yeah. and i'm wondering you know where do those overlap for you why you know I'm guessing you went into production partially as a way to escape the pressure of performance, which is not uncommon for for students, certainly, and and not necessarily even a bad thing. But obviously, I mean, you know, you can run some pretty serious live events with, you know, we're talking about, you know, a fairly large front of house or a separate monitor board, and you can wire the whole thing yourself. I mean, I've seen you do this. You can produce, you know, using Pro Tools at a pretty advanced level. We're not just talking about, you know, levels and panning now. We're talking about some pretty yeah. serious, you know, routing and reverb and plugin selection and processing choices and all these other things. So, how does that play into, you know, yeah, all of this? All
0: of it. Uh, I just, to me, music has always been so fascinating, and I just want to understand it. And. It's true what you said. Part of the reason that I was backstage is because that way I could be very intensely involved without being looked at. Because <laughs> that that was always the fear—is just like having people st- like stare at me. <laughs> um, okay. So, and it, like I just feel like production and the way a stage is wired is really the heart of a live show. Okay. It's sort of like if you don't know how it all comes together, it's like I don't know. It's like magic, and then this is the science behind it that makes it work.
1: Okay, okay, so like, yeah. So there was an appeal there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Did it? You know, does the production? You know, now looking back on it, do is there a connection on, let's say, the the creative choices that you make?
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: You know, do they relate?
0: I was I was talking to Bird, who's also in the program, and they're both a photographer and a model, and mm. they were saying how because they have experience on both ends of the camera, they know what a model looks for in a photographer and what a photographer looks for in a model. Okay. And I I kind of realized I have the same thing with music. Okay. Now that I've been both a producer and an artist, when I'm producing a song, I can think of things like, "Dang, I wish the artist had done this, this, and this." Right. So now, when I'm an artist, I can make a conscious, uh, like, uh, a conscious effort to okay. do the same thing.
1: Okay. And it okay. goes
0: f- both ways. Okay.
1: So, so the 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 technical part has influenced the creative part. The creative part has influenced the technical part. Do you have a preference at this point? Like, if somebody said, "Okay, Cameron, we're going to give you a contract." And we're going to pay you an absurd amount of money, and it's going to be very, very time-consuming though. So you need to pick. I, I, and I, I would
0: pick production. All really? The way. Yeah, because I will. I think I'll always write music. Okay. But I never ever want my creative process to be like touched by anyone else, unless it's other musicians that I'm working with. Okay. Because I guess. For me, different people like use music as a like a way to express different things. And for me, music has always been so personal and I don't ever want it to be commercialized. Like okay. I don't feel like anything I write, I don't even if something I write is bad, it comes from my heart. Okay. And like the idea that someone else would change it to make it more appealing to an audience would be uh like I don't know. It would make me feel like some part of me had been altered.
1: It's interesting, and I wonder if some of that. And, I, and there's no right or wrong here. Obviously, I'm I'm just more curious than anything else. I wonder though. It's interesting you use the word change, because and I think some producers, and we've we've talked about this. Some producers change, others enhance. Right. And I'm wondering, you know, you you know the the example you just gave of you know to take something and change it to be more appealing to an audience. But what if it was more, and, I, and again, this might just be perspective and circumstance, what if it wasn't so much about changing it to make it more appealing? What if it was simply a matter of, they understood the message you're trying to get across, they respect the message you're trying to get across, they're just looking at, hey, this is a more efficient way of getting right. it across. Does that still fall into oh, that category no, of changing like, and being negative? And I'm not trying to trap you in no, that no, question. No, no, I'm no, just no, kind of curious. Like, if
0: I could find a producer who really clicked with me on right. sort of like an emotional level and they could draw out musical ideas from me that were um, like, I don't know, stronger. If they could draw out stronger ideas from me, I would be so appreciati- appreciative. Okay. But in my experience in the past, I've showed songs to people And their response has been, well, I like it, but you should do this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, but that's not anything like what I was doing before.
1: Okay. Like, it's
0: not even the same song if I do that.
1: Okay, okay. And
0: that's what I'm weary of is because when I write something and like maybe i put lyrics to it that are really poignant to me and i'm like okay this this means so much and i show it to someone mm. and they say okay it's good but you should change the progression and i don't like the tempo and right. the lyric here isn't that great i'm like okay well now it's a different song right <laughs> right
1: okay and that's okay so so and maybe some of that is also still you know there's that fine line between collaboration and control yeah and and you know and maybe we're still more in that control side of things a little bit and that's there's nothing wrong with that but, you know, just sort of something to think about. Yeah, like, um, I'm
0: definitely... I haven't really, collab, like, collaborated on a musical piece Okay. Uh, all the way through with someone, and that's something I definitely have an interest in doing. Okay. But right now, I'm still kind of...
1: Why do you think that is? Not that, I mean, it's okay Yeah, like, why... Wh- would you feel like, is there a particular stumbling block to doing that for you, or is it just something that just hasn't happened? Oh, it, it hasn't just, like... Happened?
0: Well, it just, like, particularly hasn't happened yet. Okay. But I actually feel like collaborating brings out the best like if you find someone you can really work with well it brings out the best in both sides
1: okay okay
0: um but i guess if anything the only reason i haven't yet is because i'm still exploring my own like i'm still exploring who i am as an artist because i haven't been writing music for a long time okay and i'm not confident in my like ability or my songwriting ideas yet
1: okay do you think that that also plays into that hypothetical choice we just talked about between if you had to choose one producer versus artist
0: um maybe unconsciously okay it's not something that i'm like trying to do right right, right. but i know that when i produce like it's it's just such a different approach okay because both of it is making music and both of it is creative but when i'm producing it's more objective okay it's more like this is what would sound good to an audience or this is what this is how this style um has traditionally been produced so right right i don't know it's more objective but when i'm an artist it's like it's so it makes sense i I was just
1: i was just curious because i'm 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 wondering you know as we're as we're talking about this you know if i if i'd been had the foresight to ask you these same questions a year ago two years ago Three years ago, oh, like the what the I would program. Be Yeah, like would it be different, or is it a matter of? My gut says it probably would be different answers. That there's there's an evolutionary sort of track that, you know, everybody has to go through. Yeah. I'm just kind of wondering. Well, when I when I started this like.
0: program, I started as a producer. Right. And I remember. I didn't. I. But it, based yeah. on like what
1: we talked about, based essentially on fear.
0: Yeah, basically. I mean, because. I it was wasn't the love of
1: producing. It was the I don't want to be in front of people.
0: That's what started it, maybe. Right. But, like, I also, I, it was that paired equally with my fascination okay. for how it works. I wanted to learn more about it.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, let me ask you this. I'll um, wrap it up here just a little bit. I got one last, actually, I, I, I have two last questions for you. Okay. So, go for it. Um, one of them is, and this is, I mean, I've been here a very long time as we have repeatedly made fun of over the years. and I was was trying not to say anything. I I appreciated your (laughs) restraint there. But no, in all seriousness, but it's interesting to me how, you know, when the program very first started, when I first had, like, songwriting, heck, when I first just had guitar, it was very much, you know, a room full of, you know, a bunch of high school boys, you know, playing guitar. And there's nothing wrong with that. But over time... It has shifted the demographic. Oh, I know what those, you're getting at. And, and I'm wondering yeah. if you've noticed that, or if there's something that you attribute that to. And and I'm Absolutely. not even saying it. I'm not even saying it really matters, but it is very odd, you know. And I I, I don't like to talk in 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 like stereotypes in any way. No, no. I understand. But there is kind of like a high school boy mentality, and it's kind of funny on the outside to watch when. The girls come in and know what they're doing, and I'm not just talking about as performers. I mean knowing the production stuff can run it kind of are are basically you know um, you know uh, used you know, you know put up as examples of if you want to know how to do this on an expert level as a student, you know, she's the one to talk to her, she's the one to observe or ghost or you know and, and and follow along at a show or whatever. And I'm wondering, like, is that something like like as a student, are you aware of that? I mean obviously you haven't been here as long as I have yeah, so you no, haven't no, seen it but but just the overall concept cuz music is such a boys club in a lot of ways you know and still is in a lot of ways as much as I think it's improved I and mean,
0: It's yeah, I have like a ton to say on this.
1: Okay, please.
0: I I don't feel the gender thing at all when I'm in CMS because everyone just feels like friends here. Okay. But I am aware of the fact that a lot of the uh like kind of go to CMAS students who've been around for a while who know what they're doing are female right but I don't feel that here I feel it when I'm at other shows and it's not until I'm in like that I'm seeing another band and I see that all the band members are male and all of their crew is male and like their producers are male that I'm like where are the women like okay. in CMAS, there's kind of more of a balance yeah
1: yeah yeah That uh, that's okay so yeah. that's what I okay so it's not like a conscious thing necessarily at the time it's more after the yeah, fact. Interesting.
0: but uh, like you mentioned, you're seeing, like over times, you've been seeing more of your female students in like leadership positions.
1: Right. Well, and, and also to be fair, the male students allowing it. I mean, I, you know, it's funny because I can look back and I, I wonder, I want to talk to some alumni about it and see if they have the same per- perspective from like 10 or 15 years ago. I'm curious if we were, do you know, now there's kind of a, you get the gig based on are you ready for the gig and every you know i don't even care if you're a freshman or a senior or whatever and and you know this you've been around yeah. long enough um you were the beneficiary of some of that early on i would, oh, yeah. i would think but i wonder if you know something must have changed because it wasn't always like that i mean the program initially was so a boys club yeah it was and something has changed i mean now you know i haven't counted exactly you know male to female the ratio but it's pretty close to half and half it might even be more female than male overall. I'm not even I'm not even sure.
0: I like obviously I can't say exactly why that is. Right. But I think there's a couple reasons. Like at least in my speculation. Okay. CMass has always been such an accepting place that even though in the real world the music industry is male-dominated here it doesn't matter what you are when you walk into this room everyone's ideas are treated with a lot of respect and i think that's because something i've noticed is we have uh like i've seen musicians try to do their own thing who aren't in the program but i think that's a lot harder if you're a female musician
1: okay okay but just because of the society and the world we live in or
0: yeah like i don't know maybe maybe i'm biased being, well, like, a female, Okay, no, I
1: well, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that there's... Personally, I've never thought that there was anything inherently, you know, like, oh, well, girls shouldn't be allowed to, you know... Girls can't run front of house, or girls no, can't, no, you know, it's never been design the stage, or, frankly, it's can't just, be the lead guitar player, or write the songs, or whatever. It's just
0: a social norm, like... Okay. It's kind of like, when I grew up, and mm. I learned about all the presidents, they're always male. Right. So... No one ever told me there there can't be a female president.
1: There just wasn't one. There
0: just wasn't one. So somewhere in the back of my formula like forming mind as a right. child, it's like, oh, women don't do that.
1: Okay. Okay. I and see. And like
0: it. it's kinda like that with all aspects. It's the same thing like with men who don't do feminine things, right? And right, like, right. I I won't make this a gender studies. No, like, no, 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 no. But I know what but. you're saying.
1: I I see what you're saying. Okay, because these are things that are interesting. Because you had such a strong leadership role in the program on all these different yeah. levels, and largely to be fair, because you just decided, okay, I'm going to do this. I like doing this, and you just kept doing more and more. And sort of naturally, it yeah. has evolved. It and might there's, be my there generation. Are several people who have fit that category over the years, and even you know, and recently, and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it's it's interesting to me. How that has sort of modified, changed, or, or whatever. Um, one last question for you, and then yeah, I promise yeah, I'll let of you course. go. Looking at things in the in the context of, um, uh, you know, four years, and I know you mentioned some goals and stuff. But do you have sort of like a senior year plan for for CMAS or just in general? I, I mean, I know you, yeah. there's a million things you're you know as a senior. Like obviously,
0: doing. last year it was kind of singing and for the first time and also playing my own music rather than playing bass for someone else's this year. I just want to expand on that and I really want to focus on writing. Okay. Um, I've been writing a lot. Like lately I wrote a lot of music this summer.
1: Cool. I want to hear some. Oh no! <laughs> okay, so we're not there yet. All right, fair <laughs> enough. The look on your face alone told me. Okay, that's all right. We'll, no, get, no, no, to, we'll no. get there. That's fair. That's fair.
0: But I, I do have some creative goals. Like I'd like to work wor- more with people. I guess it's like, I don't know. This entire time, the ultimate goal was getting over the performance fear, mm-hmm. and obviously, as you can see just now, it's not erased, right. but it's definitely eased. Okay. So now that performance anxiety isn't the issue so much. It's like I finally have room to actually explore the music as music for what it is.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And I don't know. I just I just want to create. I just want right. to come in here every day and just see what I can do. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, that is, I think, a great way to end this interview. Thank you so much for coming in today, Cameron, and, and yeah. sharing your perspective <laughs> on all of this. Absolutely. It's always cool to hang out with you and, and talk to you about what's going on.
0: And I didn't even make... One joke about how old you are. I appreciate that. The entire that's, time. That's that actually
1: <laughs> that's that says something. That does. That does. Cool. Thanks, Cam.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Was
1: long. Yes, it was. Between the two of us.
0: We're chatty.
1: We are a little bit, aren't we? I think it's still oh, it's still recording us saying that. That's all right. All right, so there you go. Cameron Lizick, senior in the Arcadia CMAS Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program. Um, I left that little last bit in there at the end, uh, because I just thought that was funny and I'm pretty sure Cameron thinks that's funny and, um, a lot of the students will probably think that's funny too, but anyway, and you might as well, and that's good. But anyway, uh, I do want to thank everybody again for listening. I hope you enjoyed, uh, this week's episode. Uh, next week we've got a, uh, another, uh, episode coming. Uh, this one's going to be with actually, uh, an alumni, uh, a young lady named, uh, Catherine Myers, who's actually out on tour with her band soul drop. And they stopped by and played a show, uh, in, in our, on our soundstage. And also, uh, we're kind enough uh, to do an interview for this podcast. So that'll be up uh, next week. That actually just happened earlier today. Um, But that'll be next week's episode, so you got that to look forward. Pretty cool uh, to talk to Catherine and her band and... just have some fun uh, hanging out with them a little bit and and watching them play Uh, again I want to thank all of you for listening I want to thank Cameron Lizzyk for uh, the great interview for this week and I want to remind you that if at any point you want to send me some feedback or send me some topics to cover for future episodes please do so you can reach me or find out what I'm doing anytime at our uh, excuse me you can reach me at richardmaxwell.net and you can find out more uh, about the Arcadia High School Creative Music arts and sciences program at www.arcadiuscmass.com, and you can actually get a hold of me through either of those sites Uh, i'd love to hear from you i really appreciate everybody listening and i'm looking forward to uh another episode next week so thanks again and take care